listening to the OKest Fisher Podcast, part of the OKest Podcast Network, featuring your hosts, Matt Strine and Greg Tubbs. Hey there, welcome back to the OKest Fisher Podcast. How we doing, Matt? Hanging in there. It's been a long seven days for me with all the snow and sick children in the house. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, uh, cold weather, snow. Didn't you? You had a, a pretty fun analogy the other day. I asked you how you were. You said you were hanging in there like uh, a dingleberry on a dog. Yep, that I, I fell off a long time ago, though. I ain't hanging <laughs> in anymore. <laughs> well, so none of us have had time to do any fishing. Um, we've been talking to people about fishing. We've been getting excited about fishing. We have some guests on today. Do we not? Got a couple, two, three. Well, two for sure. Two for sure. Uh, <laughs> we have Alec Beckers and Quinn Erdman from Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Fellas, how are we today? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. I did get to do a little bit of fishing, but I had to drive, I think it was a seven and a half hour drive into northern Minnesota right at the beginning of the year to do, to do it. So I guess it was worth it. Yeah, I guess. What did Long you, drive. What did you end up catching? Uh, we targeted panfish, and we went for walleye one day. And then I am a vocal. I'm very against walleye fishing. It's very <laughs> controversial, but I'm very against it. They don't fight. They're finicky. They're hard to catch. I'd much rather target northern. They're a lot more fun. They get a lot bigger. They don't care what they're eating. I mean, hot dogs. Everyone knows that. Um, so mostly panfish. That's what we had success with. So that doesn't sound like a bad outing to me, honestly, catching pike, catching panfish. Those are, you know, you're catching the bait and you're catching the big fish too. Yeah. And they're all a lot of fun to catch. I mean, even if you're you know, waiting for a couple of flags to pop, you know, up in Minnesota, I don't know what their regulations are. How many lines are you allowed each? Only two, but. You can keep, there's like, there's slots. Every lake in Minnesota is like very specific. Like they have a full app for it. Like this is closed. You can only keep five of that and all that stuff. But um, the northern pike in the region we were at, you could keep 10. But there was a, a slot on the lake we were at from, if I remember correctly, it was like 22 to 28. Wow. Which is like, that's what we caught. We caught 22-inch to 28-inch northern, so didn't keep any. So even if I got that wrong, I d- we didn't keep any northern, but we, we caught a mess panfish, which is really fun. Awesome. Very nice. Alec, you're awful quiet over there. I, I've not done any fishing. Uh, I guess I've participated in the little uh, fishing with a pH uh, exercises at work, you know, the <laughs> tricky emails they send out, but that's about it. Uh, Did you get unlike caught? when I, yeah, I got to work during the day, so I can't take all this time to go fishing. Uh, but <laughs> I am going to try to get out this weekend. Nice. What are you going to be targeting? Uh, I'm going to be targeting Miller light primarily, um, with any incidental bycatch of panfish, pike or walleye. Um, you know, whatever I happen across. That sounds like a pretty okayest outing to me. 
drinking drinking team with an ice fishing problem. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I I invested a lot of time in my new Smitty sled um, that I'm very excited about, and I might as well be sponsored by Milwaukee Tool at this point because I've integrated Milwaukee Tool into my Smitty sled. You guys will have to see it. Okay, I'm a, I'm very excited. To I have stay various warm. ideas running through my head of what it could be. I mean, is there a little air propulsion unit, perhaps, on the back of it? <laughs> There's a couple of hot air propulsion uh, units, you know, made to keep my lightly used ice shack warm. Um, multiple types of heating as well. So we're going to be uh, nice and warm this weekend. We're, you know, still going to have some colder temps, but. Even it's if it's going to be forty degrees next week, I'm gonna be out there. Nice, very cool. Well, the reason we're we're all together here on this episode, we want to talk about the icebreaker event out on Lake Koshkanon. Um, you guys reached out to us, and we're all becoming very fast mutual friends now over this event. And there's been quite a bit of work going into this on the back end. You guys, I don't feel like I've done a whole lot. You guys are really busting butt. I think it's uh, it's going to be a real fun event. Uh, so basically what this North Country Icebreaker is, um, it's this event that BHA um, has started, call it nationally, um, but applicable to the regions that ice fish, um, being mainly the Midwest. So last year, Minnesota hosted it. Um, and this year, our Wisconsin chapter is hosting North Country Icebreaker. Um, and what it's going to be is there's two components to it. Uh, there's the ice fishing tournament during the day. And then towards the evening, we're going to shift over to, you know, kind of your traditional banquet style dinner, raffles, prizes, free flowing alcohol, etc. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a really great event. Uh, we're going to be up early in the morning, getting out on the ice and starting to fish, um, and then heading over to the banquet afterwards. Uh, but it's going to be a really fun event. Uh, we've got a lot of really cool prizes to win, uh, both in the tournament um, during the day as, and even more so later on in the evening at the banquet dinner. Um, we got a couple other you know, collaboration partners um, for this event. Notably, Striker Ice Fishing is going to be out there on the ice with us. Uh, they're going to be kind of demoing some equipment, um, letting you guys get your hands on some of the new fancy Striker gear that they've got on the market. Um, and then also Ryan Ebert um, from Ryan Ebert Art down in the Lake Koshkanong area. Um, he's going to be showing some of his spearing decoys um, and what he does in the, the world of spearing. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun time. Saturday, February 3rd, Lake Koshkanong. That's my little spiel. Maybe we talk more about the uh, fishing aspects of this. Yeah. Considering yeah. we're on. Yeah, Quinn, don't you have something kind of whipped up for the fishing side of things here? A little bit of a contest, so to speak, by a hole kind of thing? Yeah, so part of the... Part of the fishing side of things are going to be like your standard, like lake wide, go wherever you want. Um, it'll be a combination of total length between one walleye or one northern, two walleye, and five panfish. Um, and then the other side of that is 
what we're going to try to do is almost like I'm going to call it a social experiment, but we're going to pre-drill a ton of holes, a ton of ice fishing holes. You don't got to bring your auger. Um, the goal is for them to be in a grid. We'll see how, how straight lines we end up with there and how much of a grid it actually is, or if it's just a hodgepodge. And then it becomes just a, you pay for a hole, you fish that hole the whole day. Um, and then you see what you catch out of it. And then that's kind of like its own sub category, sub tournament type thing, um, out of that. And the goal of that is like, everyone knows ice fishing is a fun thing. It's a social thing just as much as it is to catch fish. So the goal is to have, again, you don't need to bring an auger. We're going to have holes for you. Just show up, hang out with everybody. Uh, I know Alec and I are brainstorming ideas right now of creating a mega, a mega shanty um, of my Eskimo and his Eskimo ice shelter branched together. Um, trying to, you know, if you need to take a little break, I, get, I guess that would be what Alec is doing with his hands right there. Could be could be construed as to what we're doing um but um we are are just trying to keep everybody warm it should be a fun thing we want people fishing next to each other talking to each other i believe alec brought up the idea of uh grilling some brats while we're out there too that sounds like an excellent idea because whenever you got ice fishing and you got shacks and you got a bunch of dudes with some beverages there's you just need be, some more sausage. You need That's more sausage. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you got to have food with all that. When you get the drunk munchies, you just got to have something to soak it up. I'm just glad to hear Quinn coming around to the idea of eating brats again because Quinn's of this – He's of this crazy opinion that brats are not a fitting food for every occasion, and it really boggles my mind. I never said that specifically, but I did bring up the fact that every time Alec does anything event-centered, he is cooking brats. He's got his bubble, he's got his line, and he is sticking with it. I'm I'm the Bubba Gump of brats. You know, you got beer brats you got grilled brats jalapeno cheddar brats i'm talking mr buddy heater brats i mean anything and everything it's we're gonna be doing it the buddy heater does double as a nice grill and if nothing else if you've got the one that you can flip on its back and uh, put a a cast iron pan on it it's game on you know the world's your oyster at that point not nope World is not your oyster. Alec is cooking brats. <laughs> Even if you can put it on its back. The world is your brat. Yes. The world is your brat. I might have to bring some venison uh, venison burger then maybe. I don't know. By all means. My grill is, is pretty small, and, and I'm thinking that the, the actual grill might get brought out there. I think that'd just be fun. Grill and shifts, man. You just you turn out five, six, seven burgers or whatever you can fit on that thing. You throw, you switch off, and you put some brats on there, and then you alternate and put some burgers on there. It, it'll be fine. <laughs> Stop at the local quick trip, get some buns on the way. You know, I have had a brat burger, I believe, at Sobelman's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, what's the stance Maybe. on that? Yeah. A brat. This is a brat. This is a brat podcast now. Yep. <laughs> well, Quinn, have you tried brats for Pike? 
you're I, I know you're always going for hot dogs, but maybe so, brats will work. So brats are too high quality for what pike are looking for. Pike want the greasiest. If we're gonna actually get in the fishing now, because I will go off on this tangent. Let's hear it. All right, rip. So pike, if you're tip up fishing, everyone knows shiners, everyone knows suckers. Those are your classics. People may have heard of the hot dog. They may have tried the hot dog. But really what it is is your smelliest, slimiest meat. And you want to do that towards the end of the year. So like mid-February, late February, March if you can. That is your time. Pike are moving up in shallower water to to start breeding, start staging for breeding. There is a winter die-off that happens. And pike are just as big of scavengers as they are like actual hunters. So if you put a big chunk of meat down there, they're going to eat it. And like to the point where I did a tournament last year and my friend was like, Oh, you know, we hear this hot dog thing. And I was like, yes, but like, let's try something else. And he went to an Asian market and found two frozen full mackerel. And these things are like nine inches long. And all we did quick strike rig, put them down sitting on the bottom and that whole, the, the mackerel was down there. I want to say for six hours and again, nine inch mackerel. And this is a beefy thing. Like imagine a nine inch perch down there as far as like width and circumference and stuff. It, I, I was expecting, you know, nine inch fish, Oh, 38, 40 incher. We caught a 32 inch Northern on a nine inch sardine or mackerel. And then we put it down. We had two after we caught that one, we put it back down and within 15 minutes, a 28 inch had picked it up. <laughs> so it was eating a third of its body size pretty much. And it was just once that scent line got established, it seemed like they were, they sharked in on it. And we, we caught two fish on the mackerel tip up before we caught anything on shiners. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. It's easy, easy meal. They yeah. don't have to try nope. hard for that one. No, they didn't have to chase it around. It was easy. It stunk. It had a great scent to it. Yeah, mackerel are nice oily fish. I mean, I know Dick Smith's has been selling uh, smelt over there, so that might be something to even try. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, the nice part about hot dogs is you don't have to keep them alive. You don't got to worry about it. You just pack them out. You get hungry. You got a snack. Right there. <laughs> Low quality, but you have a snack. <laughs> it's there. Yeah, it's one thing I've never, never, I think I bought some smelt once, tried them, and it was just the wrong time of year, wrong body of water. There weren't many big fish in that particular body of water, so it just didn't pan out. But I know guys that have great success with dead baits along with hot dogs, and the hot dog thing just slays, slays everybody. They can't believe it works. But it does. Yeah, you get the cheap ones. Not that the awesome. yellow package from Quick Trip. Those are A one. It's my secret bait. Oh, not anymore. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kosh has got some nice pike in it. Um, from what we were talking to our our friend uh, Adam, they can be found. You might have to hunt around for them. Sometimes the uh, you know, closer to the shoreline is good, and sometimes it's it's not. There's some things to watch for, and 
I guess we'll see when we get out there. You know, if we decide to pick uh, one hole and we're not getting anything, well, that's the hole we were dealt with, right? Just takes one. That's right. <laughs> Just it takes does. one to swim through. So, how do, how does that work? Do you do you get to pick one of the pre-drilled holes, or you guys just you get this hole, you get that hole? How's that? You work? get you get to pick, but okay. first come first serve. I don't, yeah, I don't know how uh, how harsh we'll be managing that whole situation. <laughs> um, obviously, we don't want people to just start hole hopping and be like, "Oh, I paid for one hole." Like that defeats the purpose. But if you if you got tears in your eyes, you're welling up. Like, please, please let me move three holes that way. I, I'm not, I'm not here to see anybody cry. So, <laughs> so we'll probably be like, all right, man, you can go right ahead. Oh man, it sounds like it'll be fun. Um, we're talking about some prizes. What do what do we have for some prizes that we're we're giving away for this? Well, or what can be won, I should say. So we've got a couple things in the bag um, that we're going to be giving away. Personally, what I think the coolest prize we have for the fishing tournament um, are some customized beaver dam tip-ups. Um, our good friend, Matt Strime helped us out uh, with that, uh, with his brother as well. So we have some really cool beaver dams customized with uh, the BHA and OKS Fisher logos on them uh, that say North Country Icebreaker 2024. Um, so we've got a few of those to give out. Um, then we've got a couple other prizes, you know, for second, third place and whatnot, uh, but they'll all be customized, one-of-a-kind North Country Icebreaker-themed uh, paraphernalia that I think you guys will enjoy. Yeah. It sounds like it's uh, going to be pretty cool. If nothing else, you just get to hang out with a bunch of dudes that like to fish. That's a pretty big prize, right? I'm here for the tip-off. That's for tips. <laughs> just a tip Pretty good us. <laughs> oh, man. So you were kind of explaining the uh, – like the fish bag limit rules, you want to go through that a little more in depth. I mean, I didn't quite understand like the one Northern or the walleye or the five pan fish. Yeah. How does yeah. that work? So, so I'm, I'm going to use inaccurate fish lengths so that I can keep it easy for me to add and not make myself look stupid. Okay. Well, let's say you caught one 20 inch Northern two 10 inch walleye and five of five inch panfish, crappy bluegill perch. That would total you up to 40 inches for the northern walleye and 25 inches for the panfish, 65 inches total. And then we also have an incentive going where for every fish that you successfully release, you get an extra inch. Trying to promote that sustainability, safe harvest, release. Um, so in that example, if you released all those fish, you'd get eight more inches, uh, to get you up to 73, um, which that could be, that could be the make or break thing. Um, and then our, our subcategory, um, kind of the, the buy a whole thing, or, I mean, you're eligible for it with the lake wide tournament, but it's just your straight up biggest Northern one, two, and three, 
biggest walleye one two and three biggest panfish one two and three okay um and then those are our prize categories again all of them are eligible for the one inch bonus if you let the fish go which i think should be fun i if i catch a 18 inch walleye that's where is is an inch worth it we'll see what my other fish look like but you know at least you have the option um which is nice for people and you get two 18 inchers and then you catch a 24 incher you get to upgrade one of those fish let it go now it's 25 incher that could really help you know so how, how are people recording this stuff i mean how are you keeping track of it what's what's the process there so we'll have a couple different ways to do that um of course if you're going to be keeping your fish you always have the option to bring them to our you know check-in table and we'll measure it there and record it um, we're also going to have an option uh, that will send everyone out that registers for the tournament with um, a card that has a QR code on it uh, that'll link you to a form to fill out where you can just take pictures of your one northern two walleye five panfish um, with a tape measure that will provide to the best of our ability uh, based on limited supplies but that way we have everything kind of standardized. You can be on the other side of Lake Koshkanong, catch your limit, release them. Um, well, if you don't release them, you want to take a picture. Great. Um, if you are releasing the picture or the fish, you need to take us a, a video. Um, and then you can upload that into the forum. So that way, yeah, you can be two miles away and, get your bag in, submit it, head on back to, you know, the check-in desk, have a few beers and we'll be able to tally everything up. Um, you know, both the online submissions or the check-in desk of, Hey, here's my fish or Hey, here's a picture of my fish. Um, we're trying to make it easy on people. Cool. I like it. Easy is good. Simple, even better. Especially with how big of a lake that is. So you imagine have to run in and check every fish. It's it's a nice option to have. Yeah. Condi- conditions are looking good out there. Um, Adam did a nice report, 11 inches on the south end of the lake and like seven and a half. I think by now we got at least eight or, or more inches up there on, on the north end of that lake. So conditions are looking good. You still shouldn't trust everything, like he said. There are springs all over that lake, and you got to kind of watch it. Yeah, we'll what be headed it? out there tomorrow to check it out ourselves as well. Cool. What, what is the launch that we're at? I am not going to try to pronounce Benny it. Benihaha. Benihaha? Mm-hmm. Benihaha. Yep. Yeah, over there on the east side of the lake. Yep. We're not going to be too far away from uh, from the golf course, correct? Right. So the tournament will be all based out of Vinnie launch. And then later on the banquet dinner, we'll head down the road to the Kashkanong Mounds Country Club. Sounds very upper echelon. Surprised they're letting me in there. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't settle for second place. <laughs> <laughs> Pays to know somebody, right? <laughs> So you guys having, you said Stryker will be there, Ryan Ebert will be there. Is that all at like the base camp, you know, where everything's kind of taken off or is that at uh, the dinner? How is that working? 
they'll for sure be at Vinnie boat launch with us, um, kind of right by check-in and the buy a whole area. So we'll all have this, you know, hopefully a big old party out there by Vinnie um, where you can you know, drink beer, catch fish, check out some striker gear, um, and check out some of the decoys, um, and artwork that Ryan puts together. Um, and then hopefully, you know, striker and Ryan will be, uh, following us down to Koshkanong mounds country club, uh, for dinner and whatnot. Um, we've definitely got some cool stuff to give away from striker full suit of striker gear to give away at the, uh, at the banquet there. So I anticipate they're going to hang out with us for a bit. That's cool. I can say I, I really like the pair of striker bibs that I have, and I've had them for a few years now. Um, flotation built in, warm. You can adjust the leg length and everything. Uh, just a phenomenal piece of gear. Most of the time when I go ice fishing, I just wear those with a pair of jogging pants, and I'm good. And I, all I got to do is wear like a heavy Carhartt hooded sweatshirt. I don't even need much for a windbreaker unless it's really nasty. Those things really keep you warm. I beat the crap out of mine. I mean, I've taken mine pier fishing in Lake Michigan in the spring. Yep. I mean, walking through the most treacherous stuff, and they're they're still holding on pretty strong. I got some seams ripping, but I've probably put more miles on my bibs than most other people. So I, I can't say enough good things about them. And I've swayed some people to buy their own pair of striker striker bibs. So. Which I did, and I have worn them to the grocery store. <laughs> That's about it so far. But hopefully this weekend, we're going to get some uh, some use out of them. But I'm mostly looking forward to this season not having that shoulder sling that I was in last year. Oh, yeah. I, had, I had shoulder surgery last year, and uh, I was walking around the ice you know, with one arm in this fixed sling. So ice fishing was a little bit more complicated last year. At least you don't have to drill your own holes. I mean, this year you'll probably have to drill a few. <laughs> well, you know, with my uh, Milwaukee tool drill and the pistol bit, I'll be doing all right. Fancy. <laughs> He's trying to get that actual sponsorship. He's working. I feel like I've I've got a conflict of interest though because my fiance works there. Yeah, you let the cat out of the bag. Foot in the door, man. Foot in the door. Foot in the door. Yeah, I'm all about disclosing conflict of interests with work. We could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, anything else that we need to add? Any more final details about the icebreaker that you can? I mean. I would like to throw out there if there is anyone that I know Alec has a big passion for this. I do. If there's anybody that hasn't ice fish, doesn't know ice fishing that well, just come on out. I've got extra tip ups, like more than I can legally use. I've got extra rods. They're crap. They'll catch fish, but if you break them, I'm not going to be pissed at you. I mean, just come on out and have a good time. We'll show you the ropes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got extra tip ups too. I'll bring all that I've got just in case. I'll do the same. Awesome. Well, I think that'll conclude our uh, our episode here. I'm looking forward to this event. I am too. Should be a good time. Yeah. A lot of brats, a lot of beers. Brats. I think that's the main goal. Brats, well, I, I texted beers. Quinn right before this too, but 
about an hour ago, we just decided to offer two drink tickets to the first 50 people at the banquet. So cool. All right. Well, everybody, good deal. everybody should get on and where should they go to sign up? Can they pre-sign for that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can go to backcountryhunters.org slash Wisconsin, and you'll be able to find a link there for Wisconsin events. And North Country Icebreaker 2024 will be right there. You can also probably just Google North Country Icebreaker 2024, and we'll be able to, to get you there. Uh, but like I said first 50 people at that uh at that banquet are going to get a couple free drinks and uh if you come to the tournament beforehand rumor has it greg might give you a kiss on the lips i heard that too i heard that too oh man (laughs) i heard that too uh there's gonna have to be an awful lot of scotch involved for that we'll get you we'll get you one of those kissing booths Oh, right, man. I could I could whip something together real I'll fast. I bet you can. <laughs> out there. Man, way to throw me under the bus. The Greg Tubbs experience. You, you you start by going through the our, our dueled up shanties and, and see what goes on in there. Just I don't know. So you don't know. Windows are closed. And you pop out the other side, and there's Greg right behind the booth. You know who's going to show, Matt? Adam Walton will be there. <laughs> He'll buy he'll buy a half hour worth of time in easily. <laughs> oh, Greg, man. it's for conservation, man. You can't say That's no. That's right. You can't say no. Kissing for conservation. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys. All the all the information you need right there in one episode. Peace out. We'll talk to you soon.